Welcome to OA Light a Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 400 speaker files, forms for ordering CDs for these speakers, and a place to donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Tim. Hi, I'm Tim, Propulsive Overeater. Thank you so much uh, for asking me to come here and speak and share my uh, story. Welcome to the newcomers and the chip taker. Um, uh, this is the place to be. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, in a one of five in a family in the Midwest. And um, we, there were two things that you had to do, do well in our house and that was work and that was go to school and I did not like either one of those um I like sports and um that's really all I liked um I like sports and but that wasn't um that wasn't really uh held up to any kind of high esteem so I quickly was uh uh made my made the dysfunctional house I was in much more dysfunctional and um I uh, I did what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it. And I got that way when I was very young. I felt I felt life was unfair, um, and the lack of power. I felt um, the way that I the way that I guess soothed that power was through food, and I found it very early. Um, I would. Um, I was the oldest of three boys, and I would steal my younger brother's food. On Sunday after church, we would go to the malt shop, and I would be the first one in the door. And I would get my malt, and I would drink it as fast as I could. And then by the time the younger two got their malt, I would take theirs. I would I would do my best to cajole them, convince them, you know. But then when it came down to it, I would just take theirs. Uh, I would take the meatballs out of the spaghetti pot before dinner, and, and I could walk by the, the pot, dip my hand into the hot sauce, eat the meatball, and keep walking. So no one would ever know that I stole it. Now, when, when dinner time came, somebody was somebody was getting in trouble. and um, But that, I didn't care. I got what I wanted, I got what I needed, and, and went on that way. Um, my a lot of my life uh, was it was spent in um, doing something for a short period of time, and then it didn't work anymore. Um, and I was always trying something new. I liked uh, you know sports. I loved sports until I saw my first curveball. And I loved baseball when I, and a soccer. Loved soccer until I saw a guy been able to to move the ball from left to right, and I was like, this isn't for me anymore. Um, uh, sports, all that. Uh, I, I had horses growing up and lost interest in them. And that continued. But the food was always my companion. Um, I got to high school. I tried wrestling. That, that kept the weight off. Um, you know, I, I remember, I loved the fact that I would only have a Diet Coke every day. That was what I would eat. I, would, I, could, I could lose massive amounts of weight and then gain it on the weekends. Um, and, and that worked for two years. And, uh, then, then my physical abilities didn't keep up with others. And they kind of hit their growth spurt, and I didn't. And that's when the food really started to, you know, really started to pack on, because, oh, I needed more comfort. This, I was no longer able to compete. So what did I do? I ate. 
And so uh, it, it got even worse in college. I started to put on, I was maybe, I would guess about 30 pounds overweight in high school. Then in college, it, it immediately went to 50 and 60. Um, but I always found something. I always found something to glom onto and then lose the weight. The, the weight would always drop off when there was something new. And after my first two years in college were, um, <laughs> I, I just had a really good time. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, by the end of my sophomore year, I withdrew from all my classes and took the money. And didn't tell anybody. <laughs> and, you know, and I kept, I kept the game going by telling my mom I had parking tickets, and they finally found out. I was kicked out of the house. I got enough money together to go back to school, and I never went off the dean's list. And the weight dropped off. You know, the weight, because, again, it was, I, I was uh, obsessively um, studying. It was crazy. I mean, it was like I, the one, one, uh, one professor, all you had to do was, you could miss any class you wanted. All you had to do was write a paper. You know, on anything. You could write a paper on it, and I didn't want to do that. I was a star student. I wasn't going to do that because I was better. I didn't have to do that. I didn't want to follow the rules. And so he, of course, knocked me down a great point. And I was ready to bring him up on academic charges for that. Um, and I remember talking to my mom. She goes, maybe this is a little, you're taking this, you know, it's just a grade. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's, that was who I was. Um, going out of school, um, you know, I graduated, and then it was work. And the, the weight started to creep on when because all I had to do was work forty hours. Now it's like this is easy. You know, we always had to work. We we worked for our father. You know, when we were young, we worked on the farm. Whatever it was, we always were working. So working forty hours a week was like that was easy. And not having to go to school, so the weight just came on. And then um, I started. I I was getting rewards at work. And and then I moved around the country. And I moved. I'm going to say eight or nine times in two years. And I mean, I broke leases, I, you know, just, just ran. You know, I was, I, was, I was doing well for the company, but I never asked for what I needed. I mean, I never said, oh, I've got utility bills way back in Ohio, and I'm three states down the road. You know, I never asked for what I needed. I just, I just was trying to please. And um, by the end of two years, I was burnt out. And during this two years, I mean, my food, I, I was very, very, uh, um, uh, I was eating... I ate fast food literally two to three times a day um, and, and loved it. But the weight was off because I was working 78 hours a week. And so um, once I got out of that, you know, that didn't work anymore. And then it was I started my own construction company. I mean, I came back. I was just like, oh, what do I want to do? Oh, construction. And the reason why I went into construction, never, never like building blocks when I was young. It was like, oh, I can, do, I can be successful at this quickly. You know, uh, they're construction people. They're idiots. I mean, that's really what I thought. And so that's what I did. I went into construction. And, and, and you know, I worked hard. And they were like, they promoted me really quick. And then I went off and did my own thing. And uh, I remember I, I, the first week of, of working construction, it was all manual labor. So, again, the weight just dropped off quickly. And so it was always this cycle of highs and lows. Then when I had my own company, I didn't have to do the hard work anymore. And the weight just started piling on. Um, and I was about 26 or 27 at the time, and, you know, uh, whether it was, a, uh, it was, then it was a girl. I, I had to lose the weight for the girl, and um, now I was about, t- about 260 pounds, and I was at the end of my rope. Um, I was, I was uh, borderline thinking about suicide, um, I drank a lot in my uh, in my twenties, and um, 
you know, a, a gift of my, I, I'm, I don't qualify myself as an alcoholic because I've never had to do, I've been drank for 15 years, but I never had to do any work to keep it. You know, this, this is my program. I, you know, I have to work to keep this program. But that, it was just like, I really was like, I know I knew I was heading for trouble. I just needed to put it down. I never have once had, have had that uh, need to go back to it. Um, and I put that down. In my, and, you know, some, uh, a friend said to me, he goes, you know, when you do that, you know, just all the, all the real problems start coming up. It doesn't change anything. So I got into therapy, and then, and then he pointed me towards the 12 steps. And um, uh, I got into uh, uh, Al-Anon. And I came, uh, you know, I was in Ohio at the time. I was, you know, uh, um, I was 270 pounds. And I, I started obsessively exercising. I went from uh, smoking three packs a day. When they, put the, when they put the first big tax on cigarettes like 15, 14 years ago, Clinton did, I stopped smoking that next day. Because I was like, oh, three packs is going to go from... Because I lived in Ohio and Kentucky, they, they grow the tobacco there. So you get that, you get, and I would buy car- cases, ten cartons at a time, and uh, you know, I'm like, this is about to get expensive, and the, and the, and the weight just kept came on again, and so um, I, uh, uh, and I was eating ice cream, and I just really, I was just, I had to numb that feeling, whatever it was, whether it was out, because I had just quit alcohol and cigarettes within a month's time, and uh, and I mean, I, I remember going to the store just eating just massive amounts of candy and ice cream and pasta. But then I was like, oh, I found exercise. Cause, and then the girl broke up with me, of course, because now I'm, I'm about 270. And uh, she left me. Go figure. Um, and and uh, thank God I had a dog for some reason. You know, in the breakup, I got the dog. And um, I had to walk the dog. I was gone all day. I was working. And I had to walk the dog at the end of the day. You know, it'd tear up the house. I didn't care. The house was a mess. And so I would go and uh, uh, walk the dog. And I, wa- I was able to walk a block. And at, at 270 pounds, my back, I was at a major corner, like just out here, and my back froze up. And so I'm standing there holding this dog, and I can't do I can't move, you know. And I was just huge. Well, my obsessive nature is like, I'm not asking for help. I, am not, I can do this. And at the time, I made a bet with my father, who was, he's also compulsive over, in, in my opinion, uh, a compulsive overeater. Well, I, I, I do have three people in my family that have had the gastric bypass surgery, and, have, and it's taken for them. It has worked. Um, my mother and father and my sister. So it, it definitely runs in the family. Um, and so uh, um, I bet my father who could give up sugar the longest. And I wasn't going to lose that. And I'm like, oh, well, this is a great opportunity to, to not only lose the weight, but to win. And it was two round-trip tickets to Hawaii. You know? And, I mean, it was like, I, I was like, I didn't care how much it was. I'm like, I'm going to win this. And so I went out and I started. And so eight months after I um, uh, quit smoking and drinking, I ran uh, the, a marathon. I, I've never run a 5K. I ran, I ran the, the Chicago Marathon. And then, and then eight months after that, I did the Ironman Triathlon. And I've never run, I've never done, you know, the half, ma- I just did it all. And, and I had to pay $1,000 to do that. Because they wouldn't accept somebody who'd never done it before. And I'm like, so is there no way that I can do this? And they were like, well, sure, you can do a charity one. You, you pay to get in. I'm like, sign me up here. I'll send you the check tomorrow. And I did that. And I'd never been on a bike and I'd never been in a pool. But, you know... <laughs> And, and, the, and the weight, and the, I mean, I'd been in a pool, but never swam for distance. Never swam, you know. And so, and in eight months, I, I mean, just obsessive about it. it, it and, and, and then after that, I was, I was scared to death. Because I actually, they weighed me in in the morning, 
And, you know, they all insulted me because I have my scale. I still have my scale. Yeah. That, that's, that's, I don't care what the doctor's scale says. It's a, but it's my scale is what I go by with my sponsor. Um, they, they said, You're, that's not right. You, you want to be in the Clydesdale division? I'm like, I'm not, I'm not, I lost all this weight. You don't know. I mean, I've lost all this weight. And they're like, oh. And, and my goal was to, to get to the Hawaii Ironman. But you have to qualify for that. There's no charity spots there. And so, or the char- I never checked that out. And so... They were like, um, so they weighed me, and I'm like, that's wrong. And they're like, well, you want to do it again? I'm like, sure. And then, and it was, it was right. And they asked me, and I said, no, I don't want to do the Clydesdale division. And at the end of it, I, 13 hours later, I gained a pound. Yeah. And they're like, they, because they asked, they want to know what you're eating. They, they really want to, you know, physically check you out. And, um, they had never seen that before. And I'm like, well, you know, I've done really well, and I kind of blew up on the run. So it was a run-walk. Well, every mile, there's snacks. I mean, so through, through the marathon, I snacked my way through the marathon. And so, all right. Um, I was, after that was done, I was scared because I didn't know what was the next thing. I mean, I had just spent, I had just, you know, sold my company, my construction company, and I had just taken all this time off to get my life in order, and I was lost. I was, I knew I was in trouble. And, and really, Mount Everest, climbing Mount Everest was on the map. It was like, because that's what I needed to do to keep me going. I couldn't rest. There was no rest. And so, um, so what did I do? I moved out to Los Angeles. Came, came, to, came to be in the movie business, you know. And so... Um, I came out here, and then, you know, I started working on it. I didn't know anybody, so what I do is I called everybody in that. There's the L.A. Forum 1. I called everybody in it, every producer and production manager. I said, hey, I'm out here, la, la, la. Gave my pitch, got my job. First job, it took about two days and 500 phone calls, and I got my first job. And, um, you know, I... All of a sudden, there's craft service and catering, you know? I mean, and, you know, then I'm, I'm slowly training for, for marathons and stuff like that, you know, but that's not fun anymore, you know? And so I start to gain weight, and I'm like, um, yeah, I'll run, I'll run another marathon. Why don't we make it a family thing? Well, I'll go to Chicago again, and, and, I'll, and I'll show everybody how good I'm, I'm at the Chicago Marathon. So I gain about 20 pounds and uh, craft service and all that stuff. Because I can pass by most of the time. But it's when I'm tired and when I deserve it and I've worked hard. That's when, that's when I like to eat. And so um, I get there and the whole family's there. And, and you know, I'm, I'm working 12 steps still, you know, still working, you know, going to five meetings. But, and somebody has talked to me about uh, he, uh, uh, white, flag, white Flag Walter. I don't know if anybody knows him. He brings a surrender flag. He's, he, he, he told me about OA. I'm like, oh, I don't need that. I'm in, the, I'm, in the, I'm, in, I'm in the graduate program of 12 Steps. That's what they call it. Uh, I was failing. But that's what, that's what I was told. You know, I'm like, I'm in the, you know, the elite. But, you know, I'm still two hundred. you know, I'm, oh, I'm on my way back up. So the night before the Chicago Marathon, instead of going down to dinner with everybody, I decided to get room service, a large pizza. The night before running 26 miles. And, you know, I, I did the 20. It was just miserable, and I did it, and it was just like something had to change. And I knew it. So on Sunday, after the marathon, I'm like, I'm going to get back. I'm going to get back to L.A., and, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to start this, whatever it was, whatever diet it was. And I made it till lunch. And I knew I was, I, I was just like, I made it till lunch, you know. I'm a smart guy. I mean, you know, I made it till lunch. And so I came in. This was, I'm going to say, uh, 10 years ago. And um, uh, I, uh, I got the food program, and I started working the food program. I worked through the steps with Walter, and I, I was off and running. I dropped back down to my high school wrestling weight. 
and I loved it. I mean, three meals a day, nothing in between. And, uh, you know, it worked for a while. The, the pink cloud was there. I gave up flour and sugar, which I knew, because even training, I just was like, I would cook two, or two to four pounds of pasta, and I would divide it out, but I would end up eating them all, you know. But as long as you're, work, as long as you're working out for 13 hours a day, that's good. And, um, I mean, I never, I, I, there were some training sessions that were 10 hours, you know, at, building up to the, the Ironman. But, um, so, um, you know, I, and, and I sat in the back of the rooms at Moore Park, um, 7.30 in the morning, and I would go every day, and I would, I got more judgmental and more bored, and I had it, and I didn't need to listen to you people. I didn't want to be there in the first place. I was going to morning meetings and night meetings. I didn't, I didn't want to be there. And so, um, uh, I remember, I'm like, oh, and I would sit farther and farther back and do less commitments, and in the back row, I'd be like, oh, yeah, there's a spin class in Ho- at the Hollywood Y, and if I leave at about 8.10, 8.05, I can get there, and I can spin. And for me, spin class did the same thing a binge did. It shut my mind down. In 45 minutes or 50 minutes or whatever it was, I could annihilate myself. I loved it. I mean, I would just almost be puking. But it shut that mind off for that for for five to ten minutes. Exactly what a binge did for me. I mean, I, I like I like big I like I like fast food. Give me any fast food, I love it. That those are my binge foods. And so, um, um, but it sh- when I when I would binge on those those foods, it would shut the mind off. And I got the same thing. And so that's what I started to do, that little balance. And eventually it was just like, well, why don't you start teaching spin class? Why don't you start doing this? And I was right on out the door. And I, and I was. I was gone. I was, I, you know, all of a sudden career got really good. I mean, I had moved up in the career. I'm making money. And then it was a choice between meetings and, and work. And what, what was I, I had the, I had it. And, but, man, I could never keep it. This, all of a sudden, OA wasn't it either. You know, I had the answer. I was working, and OA wasn't it either. And um, I got the girlfriend, now the wife, now the two kids, and I'm 280 pounds. And, oh, man, I am out of control. Um, And this is just, you know, three and a half years ago. And, um, um, you know, just how, how, just how messed up I was um, when I first got back in an abstinent. Um, I was crazy. I came back in. What happened, what got me back in was I had eaten so much during the day, um, I, uh, uh, I, I threw up in, the, in my mouth in the middle of the night. I don't know if it was acid reflux, but man, I, you know, my wife had several times was like, because I was in OA when I met her. I was, you know, I was 269 pounds, 267 pounds, or 160, sorry, 167 pounds. And she was like, isn't it three meals a day? That's restrictive. That's bad. And I'm like, but it works, you know. Um, so... You know, now she sees me at 280 pounds. She's like, maybe you want to go back to OA, you know. <laughs> and she was very gentle and kind about it. Never, never once did she ever threaten leaving or anything like that. Um, and, I was, and I was honest. I was like, I'm not ready to do the work. I know what I had. I, I, I had a good idea of what I had to do. And, and I did not want to give up control. I did not want to give up control of my food. Um, and and, and I'm, at that point, I was done. And I came back in and... Um, I got a sponsor, a tough sponsor. Uh, it's funny, I've been in program twice, and I've had the same two sponsors twice. You know, as I was, as I was um, 
you know, leaving program that I had a sponsor I was working with, and as I was gaining weight and leaving, I tried to go with a, a serious hardcore sponsor to get me back into it, and, and I left the program. And then when I came back in, I got the, the easy sponsor. And I, after 30 days, I knew it wasn't working. I was like, man, this is just not... And I told him, and I said, I, you know... And so I went back to the sponsor I had as I was leaving LA the first time. And he asked me, he said, you've been absent for 30 days. And he goes, what have you... And flour and sugar I knew. I was like, those, those can't be there. And... Uh, he goes, what have you eaten in the past 30 days that as soon as you put it on your plate, you were looking for the second helping for it? And I was like, oh, potatoes and rice. And I, and I just, I answered before I, could, before I could check myself. And man, he's like, you know, I, I believe those need to be on your abstinence. And I, need, I believe your abstinence is, is, is identical to your food plan. And then there is no sort of potato or sort of this. It, all potatoes have got to be out. Because a baked potato I might be able to handle. But then a baked potato, I can, I can make it look like um, uh, um, a potato salad really quickly. You know? I mean, I'll just let it cool. You know? So, um, <clears throat> so uh, you know, I surrendered that. And, in, and one of those little servings of rice from the Thai restaurant... It's just not going to be enough. And I would. I, it, even when in relapse, I stole food from my kids and my, um, my wife. And my daughter was always six months old, so that's tell you, that tells you what I'm taking from her, you know. Um, so, I was just, I was a really angry person. And, um, um, you know, my sponsor immediately started working me on the steps. We went through, talked about the food history and, and the reasons that I ate. You know, because there had to be something. And it was sports, and it was education, and it was sex, and it was all these things. And, and, and those, those, what do you call it? Those ran out after a while. And, um, you know, just see, being able to see the reality of my situation. And when I finally asked him what he did, because I, I, at that moment, I believe, was, 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 was the, the third step being worked for me, the surrender, when I, when I was, and he told me he ate five times a day. And that with his food plan, that I would not never be physically hungry. And I'm like, oh, I like that. You know, all I had to do was take away the what he got, take away the um, all my alcoholic foods, and then I can eat big plates of chicken and vegetables. <laughs> you know, I mean, and, and I I was more I was more than willing, and still am to this day, pleased to be full rather than to be excited about food. You know, I, I, I really, that was a very important thing to me. Um, so, working the steps and going to meetings, and I am still crazy. So, six months in, I, <laughs> you know, I, I, I hear a lot of this man in recovery, woman in recovery. My sponsor's like, I don't care how you act out as long as you don't pick up the food. So, I took that as full license to whatever. I just didn't pick up the food. And so, um, I've got my wife and daughter in the back of the car, and I'm turning on. I'm, I'm not a good driver, and I can admit that now. Um, I've had a lot of, a lot of rear-end accidents because I'm not paying attention. You know, I destroyed cars because I never put oil in them. It didn't matter. I didn't care. And so, um, um, I was turning onto the street, and this guy's walking in the middle of the road. He's not walking at the crosswalk. He's walking in the middle of the road. And he has the gall, he stops, lets me go in front, and he has the gall to slow down. Give me this land. I'm like, what? I'm, you know, I'm six months absent, and I'm, I no longer have the food to take that edge off. 
That's it. Stop the car. Get out time. <laughs> well, I was like, if he keeps walking, I'm going to let him go. But if he gets in a car, I'm stopping his car. Because <laughs> it was a one-way street. It was coming my way. And uh, he gets in that car. Sure enough, I park the car. My wife's like, do not do this, Tim. I've been out, you know. I, I don't have any problem in, in, in doing these crazy things. Um, and I was out there, and I was yelling at him. like, how dare you tell me this stuff? And he's like, he goes, oh. He can't. He starts, you know, he starts mouthing that he's deaf. You know, and I'm yelling at him, and he's like, I can't hear you. And I'm just like, oh, man. So now I have to start working the rest of the program. And, um, you know, I actually had to start, you know, you know, letting go of all those things. I had to start letting go of, you know, the anger. And my wife told me she was afraid of me. At six months in, she was like, you know, I'm, I'm really afraid of you. And so, you know what? Under, you know... Uh, sponsor direction, I went to a therapist. I got on medication for my anxiety. And, and that was just, that, that's an outside thing. But you know what? I resisted that. And I was finally able to say, what is somebody, I gave it my best shot for 40 years. I tried the best that I could. I cannot handle this. You know, I go from zero to 100 as I, as with the poor deaf guy who just told me to slow down. You know, I almost hit him and he, you know, but how dare he walk in the middle of the street? So, you know, I was willing to take sponsor direction. And so, working the program and, and the food, I, I pretty much eat the same thing every day. And I bring my food with me. I work in, 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 in a business where all the food's taken care of. But you know what? I've got my security blanket. I know I have to bring my food with me. Because if I'm, if I'm, I'm there in the morning and I don't have my food, I'm like, ooh, I wonder what they're going to cook today. You know, okay, what, well, can I get away with this? All roads lead to food for me. And, the, and I want to make no decisions about food. I want to make no decisions. That is, that, is, that is nirvana for me, that I don't have to think about my food today. Not once. I have, to ta- I have to take care of it. I have to be prepared. I have to cook my chicken. I have to cook, get my, I have big nine and a half cups, nine and a half cups is what my salad bowl is. And it's a Tupperware container. Even if I'm eating at home, that's what I use. You know, I don't care, you know. And it's 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 a it's a big salad, um, but it's and it doesn't look like it should work. People are amazed when they see and they hear it. And 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 just so to qualify, I've been back in program three and a half years, absent three and a half years, and I'm down this month ninety nine pounds. You know, and so I don't I don't like saying ninety nine pounds because it's usually a hundred. You know, but I have to be honest. You know, I have to be honest, and I don't like being honest. I have to be honest about everything that goes into my mouth. And, and it usually, it doesn't usually change. But it becomes very, it's chicken and vegetables. It's chicken sausage and vegetables. It's, you know, uh, it's steak and vegetables. You know, there's lots of options there. But it's just, you know, it's no longer the bread, the pasta, the rice. I still eat Thai food. I just don't eat the rice. You know, that, it becomes very simple. And, um, you know, I've worked through the, the fourth step and gave that away. Uh, I'm working, I, I, did the, I finally did the ninth, I finished the ninth step. I, that's all right. Um, I finished the ninth step. I went back and um, I made all my big financial amends. I, I, you know, I, I, don't, I didn't get through life, you know, quietly. Um, I, yeah, I did. I did a lot of stealing. I, you know, I had no problem. I didn't have a problem taking from my family as a kid, and I have no problem stealing from a, a big corporation, you know. So I had to make those phone calls. And I had to, you know, I told, told my sponsor, joking, I never, I never felt that it was serious, 
But uh, I did tell my sponsor that, you know, I might be calling him from jail because my wife was afraid she, she didn't want to bail me out. <laughs> you know, she's like, you can't make that call yet. I'm like, I have to. I have to get this down the road. And I made my amends to my family, and I just finished them up. Uh, I came back um, from seeing my family this weekend that I, I made my final amends. I don't feel any different. I don't. I, you know, I'm, but I'm just doing the next thing. Whatever my sponsor tells me, that's what, uh, that's what I do. Because I had, I had screwed up my life in all ways. In really my, every way imaginable. You know, coming in three and a half years ago, you know, I was definitely, I had hit my daughter. And I, I you know, I, she, she's six months old and she kicks me and I smack, I spank her on the butt. I hit her one time on the butt. You know, but I have to say that that is who I am. You know? And so I was on my road to be, uh, on the road to being a failure as a father. My wife was afraid of me. I was pretty much just a break-even financial guy, you know. And luckily, my parents are wealthy, and you know, uh, I'm, a, I'm a trust fund kid. I hate saying that too, um, but that's who that's who I am. And so, um, uh, God, I really hate. I hate. Still don't like saying that. Um, <laughs> oh, it wasn't you, sir. All right, I remember you. Um, um, but that's just who I am today. And it's not good. It's not bad. I make it good or bad. You know? Um, it's so, it's so funny coming back from, uh, um, the family. Uh, my dad, he made us work a lot as kids. You know, we had chores at the house. We had animals to take care of. We had gardens and water. And he had this company that he bought. And we had to, every summer, we had one week off, starting at the age of seven years old. <laughs> that we had one, one week off. And I was, I was angry about that. I would, still to this day, you start, you get me talking about the summers that I missed, the childhood that I missed. I, but that's what I, that's what I hung my eating on for the longest time. You know, my dad, my dad. You know, my dad was an easy target. He, he's a, you know, he's got a lot of uh, baggage himself. And so, um, uh, we were not, we had to work till, for him until we were 18, but then we were not welcome to work and continue on to work for him because he wanted to go out, us to go out and make it on his own. And the only way that he would let us come back and work for him is if we were successful. This trip home, my brother got the invite to come back and work for him. And you know what? I, I didn't know it until the end of this week. But, I mean, I argued with my wife all week long. All week long. It's our anniversary, but I'm arguing with her all week long. Don't realize how, how upset I was about not being... I'm the oldest son, not being invited back, you know. Not that I, not that I would ever want to work with my father, but I just want the option, you know. And so... Um, uh, and, you know, I, I love my brother, but I'm, I guess I'm so jealous of him. Because that's, to me... Uh, he's extremely financially successful. Has the has the has the um, the family. He, you know, he's on boards of directors. All that stuff. That's power. And and I'm sitting in these meetings talking about my feelings. And I don't I don't want to be that. I don't want to be part of this group. I know I have to be, but I really I'm, I I do I do like it. But I'd much rather be him. I really would. I have to say that. Um, and so, uh, you know. I'm writing this to my sponsor. I'm writing this all to my sponsor. I'm telling him every day, you know, I, you know, this is what my food is. Here's what my plan is. Here's what's going right. Here's what, this is what's keeping me from peace. And I, I write down, I write down, oh, and I, and I didn't get to it until like Thursday, you know, after I've argued with my wife four times, you know, but I got to it. 
you know, it's on, it's on the, the possibility of um, being a good husband. The possibility of actually being a good employee when I can show up to work is on the, is on the table because I'm not obsessed about the food. And so um, he's like, I wrote this down to my sponsor and I wrote it all out to him. And he's like, and he just comes back and he goes, maybe you need to change your definition of success. I'm like, that's a stupid answer. You know, I didn't want to hear that. You know, I want to hear if I do this, I'll get that. I, that's what I want to hear. I really do. I still want that. But that might not be my road. I see my plan. That's my plan. This is what I think is success. Maybe that's not what my, I, you know, and I still want it. Uh, okay. But you know what? I have to be open to my higher power. I have to be open to what he, he wants for me. Because I've tried, I've tried it my way. And it worked for a while. Just like any diet, just like any, any, any exercise or any woman or anything. It worked for a while. But the lack of, the, the needed power was not there to, for any long term, any long term peace. You know, and my sponsor is very clear. He goes, if you are not happy about your abstinence, you're doing it wrong. After a period of time, you have to be happy about the way you eat. Because if you're not, you will eat. You know, we have we. That's what we turn to. Food. That's why we turn to food. It's because we can't. Ha- I can't handle life. I could not. Ha- I turned to food because life was overwhelming, and it gets overwhelming for me very fast. <laughs> you know, I wish I could handle more. You know, but I can't, and I don't know that I ever will be able to. When it comes to food, you know, my, my, my life might have to stay this size. It might, I might have to be content with a beautiful wife, kids. See, and the great part, my brother's running this company and he's, he's, he's going to run it better than my dad did, you know. So it's even more money for me, you know. That's, and, but, but I, wanna, I still want to be, my mind still tells me that's not enough. And so the... The exciting thing for me is that I have found, I have found the it, you know. I have found um, the thing that works one day at a time. Because if I don't come in and talk about these things, continue to work the steps, just started meditation three days ago. Step 11. You know, my sponsor is never one that says, you do the steps as you come to them, you know. So I'm, I'm finally on step 11. I, I go to YouTube and I listen to a guided meditation. You know, that's what I do. I in the morning, my daughter's like, what are you doing, Daddy? What are you doing? You know, and I just sit there and just listen to it. And that's, that's the best I can do today. I'm still following direction, being, doing, asking, doing what I'm told to do. And that's it. Um, you know, this, this right here, chapter 5, I love, I love reading it. And you did a great job reading it. Um, because this right here is the, this is my daily game plan, chapter five, how it works, and the way he, I, you know, I like the sporting events. I like the working towards that monumental moment. I don't like trudging the road. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I like the big events, and I just get lost in the daily stuff. But to me, the way this was written today is a monumental event. The way Bill wrote this. Remember, we deal with food, cunning, baffling, powerful. It is too much for us, you know. We, at some of these, we thought we could find an easier, softer way. With all the earnestness at our command, we beg of you. I mean, these are, this is like, this is like we're down on our knees, about to go out and take the field. And we really are, every day. We're, we, you know, 
this is the most important day that I have. The next meal that I'm going to eat is the most important meal because I can't do any more. I wish I could have shoved all the food down and, and never have to eat again. But I couldn't. I had to, I had to keep binging. And so this is, this is my game plan, you know. And I don't do it perfectly. And I, have, I'll, I get to keep making those amends. That's what the great part about the 10-step is. I make a lot of mistakes. I, I say a lot of dumb things. I, make it, I get to make amends to sponsees. Because I, I, I'm afraid of the disease. And when they start talking about dabbling with the food and this and that, I, I, I'm not nice. You know, because I do. I get afraid. You know? And I'm working on that. It's, all, it's, on, it's on the table. It's not buried underneath a, a bunch of Big Macs. The possibility is there. As long as I keep working one day at a time, turning it over to a higher power. Continue. I don't know where I'm going to go. I'm almost done with my questions, and I'm a little afraid of my 12-step questions because it's like, then what? Because what, what's the next Mount Everest? You know, I mean, what's the next thing that's going to keep me on this road? Because I have to keep doing something because my mind hasn't shut up yet. Three and a half years, it hasn't, it, you can, it hasn't stopped talking, you know? And so, um, I don't know that it ever will. But I, I hope not to ever stop. I hope not to ever come and continue to tell, tell my story as honestly as I can. Um, because I have found a home that, that, I, that, I, that, I can, that I can be myself in. That's, you know, that, that is loving and kind and puts up with me when I, you know, when, and they just say, keep coming back, Tim. You're crazy. Keep coming back, you know. And, you know, that's what I've always been looking for. That's all in, in the food. That's what I've always been looking for. And so I guess there's a couple minutes that we can uh, take questions. Thank you very much for uh, listening. Does anybody have any questions? Oh, yes. Um, the question was, how do I balance exercise and um, uh, um, my food plan? Um, my sponsor, I, I don't really exercise that much um, because I like it 100%. I, you know, he tries, you, you can go walk on the treadmill. No, I'm not going to walk on the treadmill. Um, you know, that, that to me is boring. I don't, I, I don't do that. Um, I, I do ride a bike. But, you know, all of a sudden, I go out and ride a bike, and all of a sudden, I'm like, ooh, you know what? Uh, the A's ride, 500 miles, San Francisco and L.A. I can start training for it today. You know, I really, that's, that's where my mind goes. So I, I absolutely have to check out what I'm doing. And, and, and it doesn't matter how much I exercise, I don't get any more food. So that's why I don't exercise. You know, because if I'm, if I'm the author of my food, I'm going to make bad food choices. I go to, I'm going to a restaurant tonight for our anniversary. My wife will make my food choices for me. That's how serious I take it because, I, I mean, if, if it's a steak and vegetables on a plate, that's good. But sometimes I'll go in the salad. It's not a nine and a half cup salad. My wife will sit there and say, okay, you can have a cup of soup. I don't go, I want a cup of soup, honey. She's like, you can have a cup of soup. And that's, I don't, I don't, I will screw up food decisions. In my life, period. I'm a compulsive overeater, and I'll never get away from that. So I don't, I don't try to balance exercise with that. If I exercise, great. There's no more food. Um, uh, the question was to talk about my relationship with a higher power. It's, it's. Uh, I'm working with the sponsee on that one right now. Um, I, you know, when I first came back, uh, I mean, I grew up Catholic, and so I've got that picture of God, but that that didn't work, um, and I don't think it still doesn't work. And so, a lot of times, it's the clock. 
It's, you know, only in movies does that clock move backwards. So when I'm hungry, and, and, and again, with my food plan, I eat five times a day. I, um, I should never be physically hungry. Now, if I'm hungry, there's something going on. And that's when I start making phone calls. You know, I, I meet with a group of men on Sunday morning. And we talk. That's, they check out my food. They make any decisions. I had the, the great raisin experiment of 010 or 10, 2010, where I, my, one of my snacks is 12 ounces of fruit. So I'm like, 12 ounces of raisins, that's a fruit, you know? I did. And I wrote it. I was honest. I said, put it in there. All of a sudden, the weight started going up. I went to my sponsor. I'm like, what's going on? He's like, yeah. And, and he goes, so I said, here's what's going on. He goes, he asked me, he looked at me straight, and he goes, will you do what I say? Because he was, he was looking at taking away some of my salad. Yeah. And that's my, that's, my, that's my meal. And I was like, yes, I will. And I was scared to death. And the other guys at the table were scared to death. They were like, don't take a salad. And so, and so uh, he said, all right, no raisins. And then I lost half of my breakfast or whatever it was. And so, um, you know, if for a while it was tough. But the weight came right back off. You know, so I still eat my, my same salad. Um, the higher power, I pray. I pray in the morning. I, I just, I just, all I know for sure about my higher power is that it's not me. And that I have to be open with the food 100% to somebody else. And, and it's slowly coming in to other areas. I, you know, I, I've just surrendered with the food. And the rest of my life, um, I'm okay for now as long as I don't pick up the food. So, thank you very much. Thank you.